The part where he like bends his bends a spoon with his mind. It's like once the whole point of that is like, we really are capable of doing anything. It's only that we've been told that we're not capable that prevents us from doing whatever it is that we. I remember seeing that scene in the movie with that little monk child. And to this day, I still remember being like in total awe when the kid was like, the truth is. There is no spoon. And I'm like, there is no spoon. (laughs) Oh my God, there is no spoon. Welcome to Too Legitimate to Quit, instantly actionable small business strategies with a pop culture spin. I am your host, Annie P. Ruggles, and my guest today is the magnetic Lauren Saunders. Lauren is a business mentor who works with ambitious, heart-driven business owners and entrepreneurs. At the age of 28, she left her career as a high school art teacher for a life of entrepreneurship, and since she's built two full-time businesses by implementing mindset, marketing, and manifestation strategies that actually work. Her experience and massive success has allowed her to coach business owners all over the world into full-time entrepreneurship. As an entrepreneur, she's quadrupled her income as a teacher and lives a life of travel, freedom, and passion. She is lit up when providing ambitious business owners with the tools they need need to manifest the success and the lives they truly desire. Lauren, I'm so, so glad that you're here. I want to kick off with a question for you. What do small business owners need to focus on this week? Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for having me here. (laughs) And uh, that big sigh to start was just because there's so much that I could say to answer this question. But if I had to narrow it down for your audience... The thing that I really want business owners to know uh, about success and the desires that they have in terms of what their goals are is that in my experience and in my very firm belief, our success comes as a result of our energy, the thoughts that we think, the emotions that we feel, what it is that we are focused on within our business. Action, of course, as a business owner is incredibly important. Uh, However, it's really not about what you're doing in your business. It's about who you are being. And I want to break that down for your guests a little bit. When I say it's not about (laughs) say that again for the people in the back of the room. (laughs) Success in your business is not about what you are doing. It is about who you are being. And there's a second part to that, which is and who you are being as you do what you do. And I can give some examples around this. Uh, But when I say being, another way of of putting it is identity. Sometimes you hear people in sort of the self-development world or the manifestation world talk about your identity. And your identity or your way of being is sort of the subconscious level of habitual thoughts, emotions, 
and actions that you take just as a result of being you. You don't have to try and think these thoughts. You don't have to force yourself into these actions. You don't have to, you know, it's just your default setting. So like your autopilot. Exactly. Your autopilot. And so what we want to do as business owners is become someone whose autopilot is in energetic alignment with the desired outcome that they have in their business. So let's say your desired outcome is your first $10,000 month as a business owner. Let's just throw that out there. I know a lot of people have that as a goal. Yeah, They're working towards six figures, whatever. Who is the version of you who already is making that amount of money in their business, who already has that level of success successfully manifested for themselves? What are the types of thoughts that they're thinking? What do they believe to be true about themselves? How are they showing up? What systems do they have in place? Who are they being? Because a lot of the time what we do is we we think, well, we think we're told that our success comes as a result of how we market ourselves, the actions we take. And if we just do X, Y, and Z, then we'll have the desired outcome. The problem with that is that it's simply not true. And we've seen a million times, lots of business owners take all the right actions and it doesn't end up working out for them, right? Most, most businesses do in fact fail. And that's because that person's energy, who they were being, their identity, their self-image was not the person who already had the success that they wanted. So the version of you who is being your success, she or he is focused on where they're going. They're believing that they can have it. They're seeing themselves and their services as being worthy of compensation. Um, They are taking action from the success being an inevitability rather than hoping that it might show up for them. Does that make sense? Mm, Absolutely. Because I I love the way that you reframe that because I don't think I've ever realized before that there is a really big intentional and energetic difference between uh, faking it till you make it and acting as if. And what I'm hearing from you is not fake it till you make it. It is figure out who you are already within the success and actually take tangible action to act as if. So if you need better systems, you mentioned systems. I'm so glad systems changed freaking everything in my business. And I avoided them like the plague. I'm (laughs) energetic and I'm creative and I'm spontaneous and blah, blah. But no, successful six-figure me Mm -hmm. has systems. Successful six-figure me has a podcast. I didn't have this podcast a handful of months ago, but successful me did. Yes. So I had to make that happen. So you did it. I love that because I think sometimes in fake it till you make it, it's so hard for authentic, spiritually minded, energy conscious people to be like, well, wait, then am I not putting out lack or loss or scarcity if I'm still pretending? But we're not pretending. We're acting as if. Yeah. And there's different ways that you can reach that way of being. And it's really something that you need to feel right. Fake it till you make it basically says put on a front and pretend when inside you're still filled with lack and, you know, hopefulness or scarcity, fear, doubt. And those things simply cannot, we live in an attraction based universe. Those energies are, you're just always attracting what it is that you are putting out there. Right. So there's lots of people that take all the right action and they buy the Instagram followers and it looks like they're doing well, but if their energy in doing all that is still one of lack, I promise you they're not making very much money in their business because vibes don't lie as we hear. And we have to, success is really an inside job, truly. 
It's something that until you have it on the inside, you will not have it on the outside. And someone I really look up to who is sort of the identity guru on this, his name's Jim Fortin. And he's worked with like Bill Clinton and some of the world's biggest athletes and like, like multi, multi-million dollar entrepreneurs from all over the world. And his entire thing is your success is a reflection of who it is that you are being, right? Are you being that version of you? And I'll give just an example. When I started my business uh, in the first year, I started two Facebook groups. And the first one was for online entrepreneurs, because I really wanted to help people in their online businesses, which is what I do now. But at the time I questioned myself in that, in my capacity to help people because I hadn't really built my business it was yet. Your first right? year. Exactly. So I started a Facebook group and I think that I did grow that Facebook group to be around 400 people over the course of like six or seven months of like hustling, you know, yeah. constant freebies and trainings and all this stuff. And every time I showed up live, uh, live I felt I was in my head about it. Are people watching? Do people care? Like mm-hmm. all of who I was being was not someone of conviction. Right. And I really struggled. Ooh. I didn't that's conviction. If conviction is such so, so key. Um, so who I was being was someone who questioned herself and my results at that point reflected that I was maybe doing $800 a month in my business, uh, which is not nothing, but I was showing up full time. It's right? also not, not a sustainable income. For no, no, not at all. Especially when you're paying for all the big coaches, which I was. Then uh, a little bit further on in my business, I realized I need to be someone who speaks with conviction. I need to have confidence and belief behind what I'm putting out there and the fact that I'm worth people's you know, time and money in order for that to be reflected back to me. And so I started a second Facebook group that was for a very different niche. I had an, uh, my first business was actually a business doing eyelash extensions. Very long story how that transpired, but it was a very important stepping stone. And I had never really considered that I could help people who had lash businesses. And I'd been doing it very Mm. successfully for a few years. So I kind of offhandedly thought, maybe I'm just trying to help the wrong people at this point. Um, And I started a lash group uh, that grew to a thousand members in its first week. And then within another few weeks, I launched a program that made about 15,000 or 15 to $18,000 in there. Uh, all within, you know, four weeks of having this idea. And the difference was not, it had nothing to do with, like there were other lash groups. It had nothing to do with, you know, the market need or anything. It was that who I was, who I was being and my identity from one group to the next were two completely different people. Yes. And the lash group one, and I've since retired, actually sold that part of my business. Uh, I was someone who I knew why people needed to buy from me. I knew I was going to help people build super successful businesses. I actually believed that they were crazy not to listen to what I had to say. Whereas in the previous, uh, you know, niche, which I've now directed myself back to, and I am that person in that niche now, but it took a little bit of time. Uh, I just wasn't that person. And I wasn't coming from an energy of conviction. I wasn't believing people should pay me lots of money. Right. And so it was like two completely different results that were nothing more than a reflection of who I was being. And of course the actions that came out of those two different states of being were important as well, but it was effortless. You're, the action that comes out of who you are being is effortless. You shouldn't have to try you know, to market yourself in a certain way. If you're doing the energy work, if you're doing the identity work and you're working on your self-perception, the right actions, you're just naturally going to market yourself. You're going to believe people want to work with you, right? You're going to feel like you have a duty to make sure people know how they can work with you 
you're going to feel like I got to get my voice out to as many people because it's what I need to do. Like, it's not, it's not going to be you trying to force yourself to do any of it. Right. That doesn't mean so true. That's so true. And you know what I want to touch on before we move on. I want to, I want to shout out something that you just said there, which I think is so cool and will be so freeing for my listeners, which is that you started in one lane. Mm-hmm. That lane was working okay, but didn't feel mm-hmm. great, but you yeah. were passionate about it, but you still made the choice. Nope, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to give more effort on this other lane. And that was instantly more profitable, instantly more magnetic, blah, 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 blah. But when that business also met a logical end, which for you was selling that business, you returned to lane one better prepared than you were before. And I think that is so friggin' key because so many people are just terrified to death of pivoting in order to find their footing, financial oxygen, or anything like that. But they'll say, well, if I let go of this, it's almost believed that, or it is believed by many, many people, if I let go and I pivot, I will never find my way back home to where I wanted to be, to where I was when I started my business, to the goal that I had at that time. And I think your story, my own story, just shows that that is totally not the case. The part of you that is you will still be there, even if you experiment with other lanes for a while. And I think that's just so awesome that now that you've taken the detour, now that you've served in that big way, all of that experience, all of that energy, all of that knowledge and expertise is now amplifying your voice in lane one. And I think that's so awesome. Yeah. Well, and I always just tell people, you know, follow the intuitive nudges because they're there for a reason. And even if they make no sense, like I had never imagined myself coaching lash artists, (laughs) Uh, but I just, it felt like a real pull and I did it. And it was part of the manifestation of what I had initially been asking for, which was being able to help other people in their online businesses. Right. But for me, I couldn't serve those people until I took this other path that provided me with the confidence and the experience and the story to be able to go back and say, now I'm ready to serve you. And I know how to do it. And I can show you that I've done it myself. Right. So it's like, until I allowed myself that pivot, I was just going to keep struggling you know, I needed there's stepping stones. So it's like, it's not always, it's not always like, oh, I'm, I'm abandoning. It's actually the universe is saying, okay, or your subconscious or whatever you guys, um, you know, resonate with is saying, just follow me, follow me. I'm showing, I know what you want. I'm showing you the way there. And it might not make any sense right now. And it might feel like a complete pivot, but just trust me. Like, I know what you want. And, and that was what happened for me was the universe says, I, I see that you want to help other people build online empires. I'm going to, make that possible for you, but you have to trust me with this idea first. Yep. I mean, never in a bajillion years, if you came to me even a handful of years ago and said, hey, guess what? You're going to teach sales and only sales. Ah, No way. No No. way. I would have been like, no, I'm a marketing person. I'm a branding person. I'm helping people birth business babies. I'm putting ideas out there. But (laughs) like you said, I had to follow the intuitive nudges because what I realized in my business was that my clients were getting so comfortable marketing that they weren't asking for the sale. And because of that, they weren't succeeding. And so 
I was just following my own curiosity and my own nudge in my intuition of being like, figure out what this problem actually is. And I found out that it's sales avoidance. And so I decided I'd focus on that. And in that, I found my true zone of genius. And in that, I found my true success. But I never, ever would have thought that I would be in this lane. Right. And yet, of course, now I'm here and everyone I meet is like, oh, my God, this is the most perfect thing you could ever possibly do. (laughs) But I had no clue. So that idea of trusting the intuition, trusting the process and knowing you can always reset your route if you need to, I think is so absolutely gorgeous. You can you can change directions and rebrand and change your mind however many times you want to like, there's no, I think we put so much pressure on ourselves. It's like asking a grade three kid, you know, what do you want to be for the rest of your life? And right? you can't ever like <laughs> we're allowed to change our minds and we're allowed to, our businesses need to evolve as we do. And if we, if we're not allowing that of ourselves or of our businesses, we're going to get bored of it really quickly. Right. So I have changed the name of so many different things. I've changed my Instagram handle and my approach to things and my programs. And I've restructured programs and renamed that like I've done it all right and it's like it's all just a process of learning and I have to honor that and if it makes sense to me and it feels good to me that's how other people are going to respond to it too that makes complete sense and and actually on that I just want to say my uh Instagram that I still have that I still use started like years and years ago as a vegan food account. And I grew it to around 3,500 followers. And at that time decided, you know what, I'm going to be a business coach and I'm going (laughs) to start talking about manifestation. And a lot of people weren't interested and that was fine, but a lot of people were, and it made no sense, but I decided that made more, more sense to me than starting from scratch. So there's just no rules. You can do whatever you want. And I think we just create so many limitations for ourselves and it's not necessary. Before we hop into our fabulous pop culture topic that I'm so excited about, I want to, because you're just laying these permission slips out like candy. And I want to make sure that my audience hears yet another one that you hit in there specifically for course creators, because I know that that is your zone of genius and your bread and butter right now is working with people who want to create courses. Mm -hmm. The number one hesitation that I hear when people come to me worried about forming a course Mm-hmm. is if this is supposed to be my signature thing, I have to get it perfect the first time. <laughs> I have to nail the right topic. I have to nail the right modules. It has to be signature to me for the rest of my life. And what I'm hearing you say is make a signature program for this moment in time. <laughs> yeah. For this moment. Yeah. Of course, your signature program is not going to be the same, you know, in three years from now. I'm uh, in a month, a couple months from now, I'm launching my mastermind, it's called the aligned mastermind. And this is the third time I've used that name for pretty much a completely different program because I like the name. (laughs) Yes. Gorgeous. Okay, great. I'm so glad that we have lined all of that up. Now, curveball. Mm -hmm. What does any of this have to do with the matrix? It has everything to do with the matrix. (laughs) And if people have watched the matrix, not seeing the parallels in that movie, between like, you know, the movie and reality, go back and watch it again, maybe after this episode, or even just, you know, look it up for yourself because the matrix to me is actually a metaphor for the world that we live in. 
on so many levels. There's so, you know, the main character finds out that he's been basically programmed to believe uh, that he's in a certain reality. And then he learns that that wasn't true. Right. And the, the world that he lives in is actually completely different. And he has to decide what to do with that information. Right. And not only that, there's all these sort of subplots about his mind making things real, um, you know, believing that he was limited because he he was told that he was essentially. And I think the main one, well, there's a couple that I had pulled some quotes earlier today. Just there's so many. It's all throughout the entire and the part where he like bends his bends a spoon with his mind. It's like once right. he, the whole point of that is like w- we really are capable of doing anything. It's only that we've been told that we're not capable that prevents us from doing whatever it is that we. I remember seeing that scene in the movie with that little monk child. And and to this day, I still remember being like in total awe when the kid was like, the truth is there is no spoon. And I'm like, there is no spoon. (laughs) Oh my God, there is no spoon. Well, essentially, you know, the reality that we live in is a complete illusion on many different levels. I mean, you could go really esoteric with it in terms of quantum physics and just what what really this world is even made up of. But I think on, you know, a more practical level, every single human being has a completely different experience of this world. There are millions of billions really of different realities. And we get to choose which one we live in. Um, this, this past year has been a really good example of, especially for business owners, you know, there were, there have been a lot of businesses that have suffered in, you know, in extraordinary ways. And there's also been a lot of businesses that thrived and it all came, comes down to the person running that business and the reality that they choose for themselves. I decided, and I, and I mean, I'm privileged in the fact that my, the type of business I have was not directly impacted. However, I do know people with online businesses who were, you know, decided that the pandemic meant that people weren't going to want to spend money. And so that was their experience. Everything's just a self-fulfilling prophecy essentially is what I'm getting at. Um, for me, I just decided that this was going to be a more profitable year than ever. And it, and it was, and I also watched, um, brick and mortar style businesses that had to close their doors, but decided to do something very innovative and, mm-hmm. you know, have completely exploded online or doing something completely different. So anyways, essentially what it comes down to is like, we live in this, this illusion of a reality where we're told certain things are true. And then we're told these are our limits and here's what you can expect. And you need to be reasonable in this way. And making a lot of money is close to impossible. And the real, the real, thing about it is the truth about it is that none of it is actually it's only it's only true if you decide that it is or if you allow yourself to believe that it is right so and and I think that especially if you start really start diving into the world of manifestation and quantum physics I've seen a lot of people start to get into it and then they pull themselves away and it's like that you know blue pill or red pill situation just like what are you going to do with this information once you realize that you are completely unlimited in what you are capable of creating for yourself, because that's true of, you know, everybody listening to this, every human being has the capability of creating, of manifesting any reality they desire. But for a lot of people, knowing that is way too scary. It's way too big a responsibility. For me, when I woke up, if you will, when I discovered 
that I, I used to be a teacher. I quit my job as a teacher within a few months because I said, okay, I'm going to go and manifest the heck out of a super abundant life now that I know that I can. And it really surprised me to see how many people, you know, didn't <laughs> decide yeah. to do that, that I'm just going to stay in my little bubble of comfort. And, you know, that's fine. Um, but I guess it's like the whole matrix comparison is just, we, really do live in this illusion where everything you believe to be true becomes true for you. Right. And you can just as easily choose a different truth. Not only that, but we're just so much more powerful than anybody has ever allowed us to believe. And when you really start to delve into that, there's just, it's up to you whether you want to use it to create an incredible life for yourself or not. Right. Does that make sense? I love that so much because you're right. And I and in in my own life, in my relationship with the universe, with energy, with manifesting, I have definitely been the person that you're talking about being like, I have unlimited power with which I will do absolutely nothing and go back to bed. I have unlimited <laughs> power. I'm going to try this thing for one minute. And the second I hit a hardship, I will stop yeah. because it feels like it's not unlimited power anymore. So I did that dance. And in some ways I still do. I'm oh, not- yeah, we all do. Yeah. But but I've definitely been that person to say, like, step out, be bold, work with the universe, follow your energy. Exactly. And then I'm like, maybe I'll start following my energy tomorrow. Today's just so much more <laughs> comfortable, right? And so I think this comes back to so beautifully the idea that we hear in personal development a lot that growth cannot happen inside of a comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I love your use of the matrix to more that because Neo, aka Mr. Anderson, becomes literally unhooked from the yes. world that he thinks he has. It's, there's that exactly. gross, weird machine where he's in goo that gets like pulled out of the back of his head. He cannot plug back in. Exactly. It's too late. So I want everyone to consider what unplugging from your comfort zone and stepping into energy would really feel like. I absolutely love that. I it absolutely feels- love it when it's not terrifying, because we're still humans, it's so freeing and invigorating and, you know, the way that we're really meant to feel. And it also, I feel like I've been almost not immune, but I haven't been hugely affected by everything that's gone on in the world this past year, not because it hasn't been hard or that it's not real, but because I create my reality. I'm that powerful. I get to choose how things affect me and how they don't, you know? And it's like, I don't have to be scared because the newsman said that I did. That's the old paradigm. I'm not in the old paradigm anymore. I'm in the new paradigm. And so people, especially I think modern business owners that are spiritual, they're unplugging. And it's just, you suddenly, society doesn't have their grasp on you anymore because you know better. So one last really weird question for you Mm -hmm. before I tell people exactly how to find you. According to the world of the Matrix and some other things, uh, when you wake up to the fact that you are in either the apocalypse or a dystopia, you get a new name, right? So Neo is no longer Mr. Anderson, Trinity, Dozer, uh, Tank, right? Even Morpheus, all these new names. Lauren Saunders, you have become unplugged from the reality you knew. What Mm -hmm. is your new 
reality name. So I lived in Australia for a few years and the nickname my friends there gave me, which I just always really liked. And I thought it was sort of like futuristic was Laws, L-O-Z. Laws. I don't remember. Is it with a, with an Australian accent? It sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, and I always just kind of liked that. I thought it was edgy. So it is edgy. (laughs) I, I'm into that. Lauren Laz Sanders. Yeah. Saunders. (laughs) That's okay. Saunders. I messed it up that time. Lauren Laws Saunders. Mm -hmm. I love it. Hey, and speaking of Miss Lauren Laws Saunders, how do people (laughs) find you to start a conversation with you? And how do people begin the process of learning more about working with you when it's time for them to bring their courses into the world? Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now, I think the place where I am the most is Instagram. And that's kind of the place where everything comes together in terms of my offers and my content and all that kind of stuff. And I'm at Lauren C. Saunders. Uh, and I have two different podcasts that people can listen to. One is called The Aligned Entrepreneur. And then I have a, I co-host a podcast that's all about, I mean, uh, with a friend of mine, it's all about mindset and manifestation on a more general level. And we really kind of dive into some of the more esoteric quantum physics stuff. It's called the low and Zo show. Uh, so those are sort of my main places where I create content in regards to working with me. Uh, in March, I'm launching, as I said, my brand new, it's actually going to be an evergreen mastermind. It's a high level mastermind. It's intended for online course creators and coaches and content creators who are wanting to scale to $20,000 months. Uh, and that's going to be launching for the first time, the Aligned Mastermind. It's all about building an aligned business where energy comes first. And we do all the marketing and all that stuff as well, because it is important. But we make sure that who you are being is that version of success that is capable of drawing miracles to her, abundance to her, draws the success to her, becoming the magnet for the success and taking action from that place. Uh, so that will be launching in March. And um, I do have a one-on-one program as well. It's not always open. It's pretty limited, but there's links. There is always links for everything that I'm currently offering in the description of my Instagram bio. And check my show notes. There will be all the recent links there too. Well, I am so glad that when I got as unplugged as I have been, I stepped into the person who gets to have people like you on my podcast. Thank you so much. You've been a perfect guest. Thank you so much. This was really fun. And I just want to acknowledge you for having such a different approach to your podcast because it was so refreshing. And I just, I love your energy and I thank your audience for welcoming me. (sighs) On that love note, (laughs) I will be back in just a second with my final thought and your homework for the week. Well, hey there, listener. So if there really is no spoon, how the heck am I supposed to sell one? (laughs) Now, that's a large and complex, utterly nonsensical question that I will delightfully chew on for the next six months. But today, I want to focus on something that we can actually answer. And therefore, the final thought is inspired on an even more famous moment from The Matrix, the presentation of the pills. Morpheus gives Neo, still boring Mr. Anderson at this point, a choice. If he takes the blue pill, the story ends, he wakes up in his own bed, believing whatever he wants to believe about the Matrix and his role in it. Nothing outwardly changes. But if Neo takes the red pill, he will kick off a once-in-a-lifetime quest for truth that cannot be undone. 
Selling is, at its core, offering up such a choice to change or not to change, try or not to try, work or not to work, trust or not to trust. Now, Morpheus doesn't say, if you take the blue pill like a complete idiot wuss, he applies no shade, no judgment. And same with the positive, the red pill. He doesn't beg Neo to choose it because it's the action he wants him to take. He simply lays out door number one or door number two, putting the options out there plainly and making sure that Neo knows it is his choice and his choice alone, promising only truth on the other side. Your homework this week is to look specifically at what choice you are empowering your prospects to make and how you are phrasing the options ahead of them. What will refusing to act and keeping things exactly as they are provide for your client? What is the equivalent of waking up in their own bed, continuing to long and wonder? And on the flip side, what kind of energy, faith, trust, hope, or exhaustion is required to grab for the other pill, the one that promises the transformation? Practice explaining the ramifications of their choice both factually and emotionally in turn until you find the perfect, compelling approach. Too Legitimate to Quit is brought to you by the Non-Sleazy Sales Academy and me, your host, Annie P. Ruggles. If you struggle to sell because you don't know how to put a price on all that goodness in you and you don't like the way that your competitors do it, I have great news for you. You can find my free challenge, Making Selling Easy Without Getting Sleazy, anytime at www.annieprugglescom slash easy, not sleazy. Our show is edited and produced by Andrew Sims of Hyperbole. Our fabulous theme tune is by Riley Horbacio, who I found on Fiverr. Our gorgeous podcast art is by Francois Vigneault, who I found on Upwork. And our marketing team is led by the unbelievably life-saving Nick Bonitatibus. Don't forget to check today's show notes for more information about our fabulous guests, plus some continuing resources and some Etsy finds from other super fans of today's topic. All pop culture elements mentioned in this episode remain the sole intellectual property of their respective owners. I do not own them, so please don't sue me.